And we're back. And while we were um, off the air, we were discussing silk screening and what some of the uh, methods of how a new band can offset the costs quickly. Now, um, some topics we said were starting to work with silk screening other bands' merchandise to quickly pay down the cost of a silk screening press because it's like let's be honest to get the equipment for silk screening it's not free and um it probably is maybe what would you think nick maybe within the 100 to 300 dollar range 100 300 yeah i i guess that would sound about right but you would have to like eventually keep buying the materials like the inks and the ruby also too you want to think to yourself how complex do you want to design do you want to do it like one color, two color, three color? How many? And um, the more colors you do, um, obviously the more colors are cooler. But um, you can get by just with like one color. Oh yeah, definitely. Which we did. Our sec, our first and second T-shirt designs were. The first one was just our red logo, and the second one was the. Our sleep paralysis design. Yes, and it was came out in white. Yep. Now, Nick, like uh, you've had some sort, you have some knowledge when it comes to silk screening. Please share what uh, you know. Well, basically, what I know is that during the silk screening class I took, I was in a different class called portfolio development. I actually wish I took silk screening. I just know that there's red things, there's wooden machines. Yeah. That's my <laughs> that's my knowledge of silk screening. Yeah. So nothing. Not a knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, I did some <clears throat> screening when I was in high school for a bit. I was in a graphic arts class for a year. And um, pretty much you have this wooden thing. And um, each wooden thing is used for like one color. Mm -hmm. And you move the different things around for the different, how you say, parts or yeah. the different colors you're going to put onto the shirts. Um, obviously... The less colors you use, the easier it is. Yep. Um, but, I mean, yeah. once you start becoming more professional, you may feel the need to honestly do maybe three or four colors. I mean, sometimes, like, I like shirts where it's, like, maybe seven or eight colors. And it's just, like, mm. I know that's not easy to do. But if you want something awesome, um, you're going to have to uh, put in the time yeah. and the sure. investment to make something like that happen. And oh, yeah. obviously, as you become more notable, you'll be able to do more adventurous things. Yeah, like with the EP, it's like it's a couple colors and a lot. It's going it's going to it's going to cost a lot for us to print, but I mean, charge it a little more than how we charge our t-shirts now. It I think it would be come out good. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's going to be expensive, but they're going to look cool. <laughs> yeah, and if you if you want to if you want it's like all investment. If you want to do that, you make a profit on it, and then you just buy more, and it gets easier. Just don't cut yourself with the exacto knife. That'll exactly. hurt. Yeah. Ouch. Throwing things back to uh, the topic of music, can you tell me what the importance in your eyes is with having a physical release of your music as opposed to strictly having like MP3, WAVE, or YouTube file-only options to access your music? 
All right. Well, me personally, I mean, yeah, it's great, you know, going on YouTube or downloading something down from uh, iTunes or whatever. But having the physical copy, holding the disc yourself, owning it, knowing that you have it, you know, I like that in general. But, you know, having the booklet, the lyrics, the pictures, you know, that's like the full thing rather than just having a wave over the Internet. Yeah, I agree with with Rhett, and like, honestly, I kind of, in a way, really dislike the whole internet music stuff because, mm. like, I mean, I haven't gone a lot, but to the record stores I have gone to, I love doing it because it's like you get to look at the CDs, you get to read the back. There's more design to it, mm-hmm. and it's just, and then you get to put it in your car. Like, not all cars have like a MP3 thing where you can listen to your yeah i mean I, stuff, I have a cassette like, player in my yeah car. it's like it's perfect there's definitely an authenticity to like holding an ep or an album or a cd in your hand i i agree because you know i'm an english major and there's also like the uh debate in the english majors like are ebooks better than actual books and it's like the same thing like i think like a lot of people just love owning the authentic thing and i believe that like cds are great but you know the digital stuff is okay because there's some people that <coughs> don't want to own cds and it's cheaper for some people and you know get things on spotify too because people like to stream like john and, and and maybe and sometimes it's like you're not sometimes you're not near a record store also so it's like you kind of am forced to buy the stuff offline and like I, like i said like uh having your own physical copy knowing you can go upstairs into your room and grab the disc Rather than if your computer crashes, like with all the new stuff now, it probably isn't this simple, but you can like lose everything or for all you know, but yeah. That's a lot of money down the drain. Exactly. When you can have the physical copy. Yeah. Buying like stuff online and using Spotify is great and all, but it depends. Like if you put a lot of time and a lot of money into an album, which happens to a lot of bands these days, and then it goes on Spotify, which is free to use if you don't buy it premium on like your computer or something like that. It's free to use, and you can get as much music as you want without paying a dime. Yeah, and you're kind now, of getting ripped. But actually, there's one also aspect too. Some like CDs go out of print too. So like a lot of like older thrash CDs, you can like only get them online. Yeah, yeah and some of them, it's like I have albums where it's like they're worth upwards of a hundred dollars. Oh, and then like let's say. You have autographs on it. It's just like you can have certain things that are just like treasures for the ages. Like especially like Mike's – I mean my Rigor Mortis self-titled album. I brought that down to Texas with me to get autographs and it's just like I'll I'll be buried with that album. I'm never (laughs) selling that. I don't care. How do you autograph an MP3? Tell me that. (laughs) Yeah. And like also I think a lot of bands are getting ripped off with – like the whole iTunes thing where you can buy one song. Like a lot of people like one song, but you have a full other you have a full album where you recorded and put so much money and all these people just you want to buy one song. You ever hear about the numbers of actual percentage of profits you make from the songs people buy on iTunes? No. That'd be something really interesting for you guys to educate yourselves yeah. about cuz I mean um, let's be honest. Um, the music industry has a a long history of ripping like everybody off. Liars. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine it's really low, like the percentage of cut you get from people buying songs on iTunes. Pennies on the dollar, if that. You have right. to like license it from like a third party too, if I'm not mistaken, to well, get your yeah, songs I on mean, iTunes. Well, yeah, I mean that's another person stip- sticking their hand into the pot that like they didn't actually even do anything in the creation of what you made. It's just like. 
they say, oh, you know, because we're doing this for you, oh, you know, we, we got to take an, a bigger piece of that pie. And it's just like at the end of the day, what are you left with? Just crumbs. Yeah, crumbs definitely. Good. I don't like crumbs. Well, crumb cake is good, but. That's yeah, it is. Anyways, I, um, yeah. I, I always hear horror stories of like record companies like you know messing over people, like toxic. Like I've seen like interviews where they said like Road Racer has like really done some like you know horrible things to them. Like they gave them like choice between like a tour, a music video, and a bunch of posters, and they could only <laughs> pick one, and they can't pick multiples. So they like, they took the tour, but they didn't even get like full money to fund the, the tour, posters. and they had to like. Pull a lot of it out of their pockets. Oh, I saw that on like one of their interviews, and it's like insane. Road Racer no longer exist. Well, it's Road Runner now. Oh, and you know who else was on Road Racer? Who? The Great Cat. Oh God. You know the Great Cat <laughs> is God. Die. She's a fun person to uh, interact with as well, and it's just like if she was on Road Racer from hearing that. Oh man, you know that that that's messed up that they ripped her off like that. Um, she's really just like a very unique musician and it's just like so amazingly talented too but i mean just like tell me about how you got joel grind of toxic holocaust to give you a shout out online what was that on instagram yeah it was on instagram i mean it's not like we asked him and so you know we were scrolling through one either me or jeremy we have instagrams we were scrolling through Mm -hmm. and uh we saw it and we're like wow because i guess we were following beforehand actually i remember um when i was at the show right I got a text from Crickson, uh, from uh, he used to be in Divided Skies, but he sent me a text. Joel Grind put you on Instagram. I'm like, what? And I like go and show Rhett, and it's like you went and looked. And you're like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah, I it. died from that. <laughs> yeah, you died. You were like screaming like in a little girl. Voice. I was not screaming, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ah! I w- did not do that. <laughs> yes, you did. Anyways, so um. What other types of mo like I mean, what do you think that did for you guys? Did you feel like you noticed like a, a burst for a, like a week or two of like online fans like checking out your YouTube videos or like additions to your Facebook page or, or what do you think that that made happen for you? Um, I mean personally to the band members, it meant a lot <clears throat> knowing that someone we looked up to liked us. I mean, it may have affected the band with fans, you know, gaining supporters, but just overall seeing that he recognized us and did that for us was cool. Yeah, like it it really meant a lot to me and all the other band members to see someone, like Rhett said, our idols posting stuff like that. We were pretty cool. Like, like I never thought in my life that that would ever happen. (laughs) And on that note, this is Joel Grind of Toxic Holocaust. You're listening to WMSC 90.3. And um, what other types of interactions have you had with notable uh, musicians where they've given you uh, support online like that? Um, well, like we said, Glenn Evans from Nuclear Assault helped us out by um, remastering Tensions. And then uh, just get a bunch of mm-hmm. people that like us. Uh, Nick wants. Uh, I remember Rat Skates like messaged once. Uh, who else? There was a couple others. Like of course, like Toxic has said some nice things. Tony from Whiplash. Yeah. Um, what did Rat say? Rat said it was just good. Uh, that's really all he said. He'd come maybe see a show if, he, if they were ever in his area. But who knows how serious he was about that, right? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Rat is extremely horrifically busy on this documentary he's working on about the music yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. My first published article was thanks to uh, Rat Skates. Um, 
He's he's really really busy on that documentary he's working on. If he really was serious about it, he he'd make the time and make the adventure out to see you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, keep in mind he is from Jersey, so it wouldn't be that difficult cuz I believe he lives in a city where there's NJ Transit access on it, so it's just it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I think <laughs> he lives in like um Manasquan? Whatever. I think that's I don't know, where he something lives. like that's that. What he I lives heard. Probably near an NJ Transit location, so it wouldn't be that difficult. Did you guys like message him back and forth for a bit, or was it just like? Um, uh, basically, uh, it was just like he said, "Cool," and that was it. I didn't really want to bother him that much. <laughs> I did it through the Paralysis Street Team page. Um, yeah. Now, did you make the initial like? message to him or did he contact you out of nowhere well basically here's the thing he went on our wall on his paralysis street team when we added him and promoted his documentary and (laughs) as he always does to everybody i'm like okay you're promoting things to everybody and how about you see what we have to offer so i messaged it to him and he happened to respond like five days later and i was like shocked he responded i'm hoping that documentary comes out soon yeah that Um, looks pretty good which one is he working on currently because welcome to the dream the rude awakening of rock stardom oh yeah, I've I've seen like trailers of it. it definitely I mean, seems obviously, it's it's still in production, and there's things like I believe advances that need to take place on it for certain parts. But um, I mean, I, I can't wait to get more of it uh, published. I mean, it was like a pretty much about a five thousand word interview, and I'm gonna be able to use about four thousand words from it. And the Aquarian Weekly. I gave about fifteen or sixteen hundred words, so there's still quite a lot of really interesting stuff that is unpublished. So um, that'll be great when that day comes. Now, what other types of uh, major figures have like you gotten attention from? Because I mean, like getting a message from Rat is is a big deal. I'm sure there's more, but I forget. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm blanking at the moment. But yeah, I don't know. For some odd reason, like, I, would I probably know... remember when I get home. But like right now, I'm just like currently just drawing a blank. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. Like when we opened up for Generation Kill at the Blue oh, Room yeah, in Secaucus, they they all really liked us, and that Rob. was really cool to see them like us. Yeah, there you yeah. go, Generation Kill. And Rob Dukes of Exodus. Yeah, big Rob figure. Dukes Bob Dukes. Rob. Bob. <laughs> Same thing. I said Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just. It's really cool to see like people that are that we all look up to and think are really cool and like just to see see them message us saying they enjoy our music is just a great thing. It's a great thing. You played shows in the tri state area from New Jersey, New York City and blank. What is next for you guys? <laughs> Delaware, well, Philly, Connecticut, Boston, Baltimore or uh, Rhode Island? I don't know. That's that's always a big question to me. Like, um, I know there's a big scene in Baltimore, and also, I know I don't know. I just I would like to go down south a lot. And you mean south of the Mason Dixon? Nick, want to say something? Yeah. Um. Basically, um, I think like immediate plans are like Philly for like right now because I know Philly has a yeah. great scene. A bunch of there's a bunch of crossover between New Jersey and Philly, especially in Central Jersey. Uh, Baltimore, as John said, would be a great area. Uh, Connecticut, too, as well, because Connecticut's not that far, and some p- 
people yeah. have offered us shows there. Boston, Washington, D.C., and then eventually maybe next year, L.A., because there's a tension there, too. It's just yeah, a matter definitely. of actually getting there. <laughs> I mean, anywhere we can jump on a bill. I mean, of course, all of us are against the ticket, the pay-to-play, ticket sales, all that good stuff. Um, good stuff? No, <laughs> not good stuff. Sarcasm okay, go. right there. Uh, any bill we can jump on that's not in our area is, always sounds like a good idea. What can young bands do to avoid get, getting victimized by pay-to-play concerts? Well, I, I, that's research. nothing. <laughs> yeah, if we want to do like, something with just us. Just not jump on the bills. Yeah, like how I see it is um, some, some promoters like Michelle in Trenton from the Championship Bar and Grill, she's been really nice to us and like she's really taken care of us and like brought us in and brought us on big shows like Lich King and Next Mortis and Toxic Holocaust, like that a lot of bands were asking for and mm. didn't get on and that was just great. But but I would say like some of them they are really rip off and you just have to do your research on them. And sometimes experience is a teacher as well. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. We've had that. <laughs> like one or two times. <laughs> Still. <laughs> yeah. But it happened. Yep. Now Let's talk about some of the upcoming concerts you have for the rest of the year. I know um, next week you've got a show in New York State. Tell me about that one first. Um, well, our good friends Ego Kill, um, they messaged either me or Nick asking if they wanted to play, if we wanted to play up in Poughkeepsie, and we're like, wow, that's far drive. And it was that show was kind of like on the on the lines of if we were going to do it or not, but we decided to do it because it's a brand new area for us and. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Surgical Strike may jump on that bill as well. Remember those um, people you were talking to after Toxic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they might jump on. I'm not sure. Uh, they were talking to Brian yesterday, but Ego Kill messaged me asking if Paralysis wanted to be on the Poughkeepsie bill. And I, you know, I thought that was a pretty cool idea because you always want to get yourself into like new areas. I mean, Poughkeepsie's far, but not that far. Mm, it's up there. It's two hours. One half to two hours. Still. Yeah. Still pretty far for us. Well, you're gonna we do don't Atlantic have our driver's City license. It's kind of well, yeah, true. You're well, going to originally do Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Well, but still. Atlantic City is further, driving-wise. Anyway. <laughs> where, where can you play in Atlantic City? Well, we were... Um, I saw... I forget where I got I got a hold of it, but this... Um, one, of, one of these guys over Facebook, I guess, was doing this autism thing, uh, autism festival for raising awareness and raising money for all that and I it was in Atlantic City and I kind of wanted to see how it would go but we dropped off because I don't think it was a great like to drive all the way down there and then it, it's a far drive so it was a yeah. little tough for us to get down there mm-hmm. otherwise I would have loved to play it yeah. and the rest of the band would have too mm-hmm. yeah there needs to be some gains for the sacrifices made to go to that show gas money wise <clears> and time wise and things just didn't click out the way that they should have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, last time I was in AC, I actually got invited down with like a free hotel by one of the casinos um, to do press on the Masters of Illusion concert. Or, I mean, Masters of Illusion shows. That's cool. And um, it was kind of like, oh, man, Whitehorse Pike is an awful road to be on in traffic. I, I made it down to uh, those shows by the skin of my teeth um, to be able to do everything I needed to. Um, I was able to get away with it. Everything went fine. But, I mean, whoa. 
you really, really want to book yourself. Like, if you, let's say it takes you two to three hours to get down to AC. No. Give yourself another extra two hours just in case anything like a traffic jam or anything yeah. else will happen. Yeah, a while ago we were um, we were thinking about getting a show down there with Sick Mind. Yeah. Um, and that was a show with, uh, with Sick Mind. And then we had a show in Trenton on Sunday. <laughs> so it was like... We were thinking about even like staying down there, like because it's such like we weren't gonna go to, because that the show in Atlantic City was on a Friday night, so yeah. we weren't gonna drive all the way down to Atlantic City to yeah, it's drive, not and worth then drive all the way back up to Long Valley and then go all the way down to Trenton on Sunday. So that would have been like if you drive down to Atlantic City, you find a friend to stay with. Or yeah, something. definitely, or a hotel or something like that. Yeah, or my aunt lives <laughs> down there. Hint, hint, wink, wink, say no more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, um, you ever think about performing in Delaware? We've actually, uh, I was doing a interview with um, one of the college radio stations down there. And University I was actually of Delaware. To, yeah, I was talking to one of the radio hosts, and, and I was telling him about how we might think about over the summer maybe doing a small, like, from New York or Connecticut or down to like Baltimore <coughs> and do like a small tour that way mm-hmm. and hit Delaware and he said he has a couple of venues that he knows that he could hook us up with and that would be honestly pretty cool I think. What like Wilmington, Delaware? Um yeah, Wilmington, Newark. Yeah, Newark. It's, Newark. it's, it's they actually pronounce it as Newark cuz they want to differentiate themselves from the Newark up here. Okay, Nick. Oh, uh, but ju- just think of it like this. We're right and they're wrong, so that's yeah. how that's how I see it. But I mean, Ooh. when you're going to Baltimore, it's like you're in Delaware for like ten minutes. Then it's just like, whoa, weren't we in like another state a yeah. little while ago? And then it's yeah, just it's like, like, no, it's no, not you're, really, you're in Maryland now. Yeah, it's like not really a big difference. Same with Pennsylvania. I mean, Delaware is a really small state, though. It Definitely. really is. Yeah, like I remember, I used to go to like. NASCAR races with my dad and we used to pass through Delaware and it was like such a short ride NASCAR John really yep, NASCAR <laughs> like they just turn left 500 times right sometimes right. they'll turn right sometimes sometimes come on are you only watching for the crashes to pull off and get a like a pit stop well actually I would put on my headphones and then watch oh do you ever like go to demolition derbies no I, oh, I but they're sweet. awesome it's like I've crashing all the time I went to a couple of them but I was into like car racing when I was younger. I don't know. I I just like demolition derbies more. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, you should visit the New Jersey State Fair this uh, summer. I believe they have two or three uh, demolition derby dates. And if you're serious about that, you want to get those tickets in advance. So start checking about the New Jersey State Fair now. What can you do when you're in a situation where people that are jealous of you threaten to damage your equipment? And go out of their way to disrespect you. Well, basically, you learn to ignore those people. Because basically, those people, all they want to do is put you down. And to quite frankly tell you the truth, after we kicked out a certain former member, we had to deal with a lot of harassment and character assassination. And quite frankly, it made me very mad, to tell you the truth. Because, you know, for kicking out a bad member and then getting death threats, you know, that's really mature, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, we played a Battle of the Bands over the summer at the Crossroads in Garwood. And uh, at the end, the way they uh, judged it to see who won, they 
asked for the loudest cheer and whoever had the loudest cheer win. So as everyone's cheering for our band, we hold up the banner and some drunk individuals behind us were screaming, we're going to cut that banner. We're going to, I mean, we didn't really care because uh, I don't think it wasn't really bothering. Yeah. It's kind of like whatever. It's the fact that like, why, why would you do that? It's just, you know, but like, also, that same night, a big incident happened, and it was affiliated with Gorilla Music in from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And like us, as Rhett said, a couple of individuals that were drunk were throwing beer mm-hmm. to cheer for their crowd and boost, I guess, their crowd applause. And got on a our lot crowd. of it, a lot of the beer got all over my my mom. Jeremy's Jeremy, our drummer's mom, like and Rhett's, Rhett's whole family, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were so, just soaked in beer. And then my mom, they did it a second time, too, and my mom yeah. turned around, and she's like, oh, you guys shouldn't do that. I know you're doing it. And they had some very nasty comments they had to say, and my mom had some very nasty comments. And then I saw my mom, and there was this big guy and this one mm-hmm. other lady fighting with her, and I went in there to protect her because mm-hmm. – I don't, yeah. I don't like people bad-mouthing my mom that way. Mm-hmm. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there, and then this guy, this 6-foot-10 guy or whatever. 6-foot-10. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah, whatever. He, he's, like, 28 years old and threatening to, like, beat me up and meet me out neck. in the parking lot. And It's like, dude, and come he on. Like, he was trying to, like, grab your neck. Yeah, he grabbed my hair and pushed wow. me aside and... Yeah, it was, and the security then was a big was scene. Not, the <laughs> yeah, the security not, did nothing. Yeah, the security was like not equipped to take that like yeah. situation to something that you know wouldn't be anymore. Because basically, you know, Ron had to essentially break up the fight because that small yeah, little Mario-looking guy was not going to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, it's just a stupid way to uh, to um, judge. judge a concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. they call it scientific on their website. Scientific. That's Quote funny, unquote right? scientific. And then it all comes down to the ticket sales. Yep, because the last band won, and the last band the is decided sales. by ticket who sells the most ticket sales. And so, they have the biggest cheer. Gorilla Music is a scam. Money. <laughs> they do not care about the local scene. And I've heard horror stories from a bunch of other people, too. Yeah. Horror. Like funny. Remember that band from Florida that was going like, to send you their T-shirt? Yeah. That um, person had a similar incident to you with Ooh. a Gorilla Music concert in Florida where there was a fight. Wow, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. And on that note, um, just wondering if anybody wants to throw out any questions or comments for the guys in Paralysis. Um, and I just want to say hi, Dan, if you're listening. And um, now, guys, what types of things can you do to protect your property as well as cut down on theft and vandalism at concerts you perform at? Sometimes we bring along some big guys in our school (laughs) just for fun, you know, our friends. And not that they're doing anything like security for our equipment-wise, but I don't know. Having big people around your equipment is more threatening to take it rather than having no one around your equipment to... But honestly, I feel that, like, the places we play, like, as dingy as they seem... They are our gear is really protected. I don't think anybody would mess with it or anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, um, but there are careful. those people that would go out of their way to do that. I mm. I know. Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's like picking up like a guitar amp or something like that, and uh, just walking away from it, walking yeah. away with it. Bam! Somebody's got drug money for the night. Exactly. And that's what they're doing it for. That's happened in the past at meat locker shows. Like people just walking yeah. out with amps. And because, you know, you've, you've been to the meat locker, Nick, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were at the same we were at the same show together. Like, you know, the um back where they like keep the equipment 
Yeah. You know, like how there's like a staircase going out. Yeah. Sometimes it's not locked, so they'll just go up all those stairs and they'll be outside. And if there's nobody out there, boom, they got your amp. People need to realize this, like pretty much right after you perform, you want to have somebody just like unloading your equipment. Like maybe have somebody at the car as well as somebody just unloading it. And then another person just like guarding it. Like uh, it's like a three or four person experience but i mean like you got to do what you got to do to protect your stuff we always do what you described yeah Yeah, like we like if we ever keep our stuff outside of like the our uh, champs or something like that we always have someone sitting by our gear just to make sure like no one comes by like you said takes it yeah i mean like uh let's be honest trenton new jersey isn't, isn't the exactly greatest the place. safest place in the world. Somebody got yeah. shot in the corner like a week before we played one. More time, like a few days. A few days, yeah. Yeah, like <clears throat> before our first show there too. But um, it was a great vibe. But like inside, we just I make sure that s- at least one person is by your gear at all times yeah. because we don't want, like you said, to leave it and then someone come by and pick it up. Let's just talk about some of these concerts coming up. Uh, April twenty sixth. Uh, you were talking about the uh, Ego Kill show, Poughkeepsie. Yep. I believe, um, no, no, wait, um, what's going on in Roselle, New Jersey? Charlie should talk about that. That's May 18th. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, um, Charlie, what's up with that? Yeah, yeah It's the opening for a new bike shop called Vicious Cycle, and it's just, I guess they have a, some bands playing there, and we just hopped on that bill. It'll be a good show. It's free. It's who got free. you there, you go. Charlie? You can't beat that. Hey, Charlie, who got you that bill? I don't know. Maybe your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to her. <laughs> now, um, now you, I believe you're playing uh, the Rorg. No, no, excuse me. Rorg! Um, <laughs> May 31st. Um, who's going to be on that bill with you guys? Hi, um, Rob. Uh, Ego Kill. <laughs> uh, Bill X9. They're, they're, they're not power violence. They're power science. And they're very particular about that because all their grindcore <laughs> songs are about like science. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, you, people should check them out because it's actually a pretty. Wait, wait, what's the name of this band? Bill X Nye. Because like you like uh, no, Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah, like we, we get the reference. Um, yeah, Roar Ego Kill. It's going to be Roar's um, EP release show, and I'm hoping that maybe like our EP would be able to like come out um, before that show and use that as like the EP release party. When's the date again for May that? 31st. It's May 31st. I don't see that happening. Well, you know. But hey, keep your hopes up. Yeah. Hey, keep... hey, 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 watch it, Rhett. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a great show. Like, um, Rob uh, from Rorg offered that to me, and I was like, love the Meat Locker, and, you know, Rorg's a pretty great band. There you go. And Ego Kill's on there, too, which is a great plus, because Ego Kill's awesome. Yeah. Now, Even, yeah. <laughs> June 21st, you're performing uh, at Champs with Hatchet. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> the other bands, um, you know, who cares? I care. You, you we care all care, life. Nick. We I all care. care. Well, no, I care about the local bands like Black Tide. They went emo. Mm. That's mm-hmm. not very nice. Mm-hmm. I think he they did apologize. go emo. I think they, used to be like, they used to be like cool, like thrashy, speedy stuff, and then they like went into like this emo stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah you but... can't tolerate that no more. <laughs> mm mm. No, but, not at all. Yeah, I just love playing at Champs. That's an amazing venue for us. Yeah. Even though it's And nice. <laughs> speaking about Champs, you're also performing with Rattlehead and October 31st. And Midnight um, Hellion. Yeah, July 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, I've, I'm going to, th- I think that's going to be a fun show. Absolutely. And 
Midnight Hellion are cool people. Yes, yep. they are. They're and they're awesome. opening up for o- Overkill. Yes. People should buy tickets, tickets from, from local bands. Midnight yep, seven, uh, seven, September 27th. Go to Midnight Hellion to buy tickets. Yes. They need help selling tickets. And, and Apathy, too. Apathy as well. Yes. Bu- buy from one of them. Always support local bands when they open for Starland Ballroom. Don't buy from the website because you want to make sure that these you know, opening bands are able to actually play. Yeah. Yep. And Drew offered sell all those tickets. The, um, yeah, Drew offered us the uh, Champ Show on July 11th. So yeah. shout out to them once again. Shout out to Midnight Hellion with their new and listen to their new single "Hour of the Wolf." I think it's called. Yeah, so yeah Hour like, of the Wolf. It's sh- I think on their like sound like on their Bandcamp page or something like that. Check it out. Yeah, like for concerts like that, I believe bands need to sell something like a hundred tickets yeah, to get on ridiculous. the bill. That's I was talking to I was talking to I think Drew about that, and or I was also talking to uh, Peter from Apathy and. He said it's uh, 70 to 100 tickets per show that they yeah. play. Sometimes it's 300 for certain bands. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And also, I believe you're going to be possibly playing... Uh, we are. The Thrash Bash Barbecue. Yep. The last weekend of July. Yeah. Yes. And you are very familiar with Robert Orr, Nick. Yes, yes. I, I do know uh, Mr. Orr. Yeah, <laughs> it's at his house in Wantage, New Jersey. Wantage. Is it Wantage? It's Wantage. Trust me, man. I know. <laughs> okay, it's Wantage. They're gonna. It's Wantage, New Jersey, at Rob's house, and there's gonna be a bunch of bands on there like uh, Zamboni, which is infamous for being themselves. <laughs> um, and I think, well, it's not completely official, but he was considering getting deceased, and he's still in talks about that. And there'll be other local bands too, which will be pretty cool. I know that, um, as you could explain it a bit, Nick, that the Thrash Bass Barbecue has been successful. And a great event. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. Don't forget as well to, as all the shows. Don't forget to bring food because it's weird. <clears throat> yeah, food's good. Yeah, bring some burgers. Brett loves food. Uh, Brett, well, I mean, I, like me. yeah, maybe food. bring something besides burgers. And also, like the thing is too, if you're bringing burgers, bring rolls and maybe like not enough people bring like ketchup or mustard or onions or whatever too. Because I mean, it's just like yeah, I know it's a barbecue, but I mean, but. Sometimes it's nice to have something besides burgers and hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to bring sausage because Rhett really likes sausage. <laughs> so don't be afraid. And I guess beyond that... Um, wow, nobody likes us wants to talk to us on the phone. Oh, it's those secret haters from uh, those concerts that people like. Oh, no, oh yeah, there's those, those secret, not-so-secret haters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me, what types of final words do each of you have for the interview? I want, like, a good, like, maybe one-minute message from each of you, including well, Nick Mimikos. Well, it's like Mimikos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Mimikos, everybody. One more time, Mimikos. It's Mimikos. Mimikos. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Wait, Mimikos? Yeah, it is Mimikos. I am Greek. My Mac. You just keep saying Mimikos. <laughs> it's all Greek to it's me. It's all good. Oh. That's a, that's a food place, <laughs> which Rhett would probably like. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Anyways, uh, John, start it off. Well, I'd like to say thanks to my mom for supporting me uh, through all, all everything I've been through, and my dad as well. I'd like to give a shout-out to both of them, and just a shout-out to all our fans that keep supporting us. Like, I never thought paralysis would go where it is today, and as it still keeps on going, and if it wasn't for our fans, we wouldn't be anywhere. We'd still be playing in my basement. And I just, it's all about the fans, and 
and I just really like that they keep supporting us. Um, me, uh, personally like to thank my dad. He got me into hard rock, heavy metal, all that good stuff. Um, our drummer Jeremy couldn't make it today. Right now he's thrashing up a meal or whatever he's doing. He, he <laughs> couldn't make it. Uh, on a side note, we have a Facebook page, and we'd appreciate if you liked it at www.facebook.com slash paralysisnj. And the paralysisnj thing goes for YouTube, SoundCloud, and everything else. All that. Including All Twitter? And Twitter, too. Twitter.com slash paralysisnj. Twitter. Um, but, yeah, thanks to all our fans, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Our parents for the rides to the shows. Definitely. All the promoters that got us on bills. Yep. Friends and other personal bands. Uh, personal bands. And other local bands. Personal bands. Personal bands. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they, like, different from public bands? No, Nick. No. <laughs> Charlie, you want to say Charlie? Uh, I'd like to first thank John, Rhett, Jeremy, and uh, Nick for inviting Aww. me back. Aww. It's been a, it's been a good time, and I'm glad I get to come back and experience some uh some good thrashing again. You know, it was, it's we've already had a lot of fun like playing Toxic, and it's just been a good time. And I'd also like to thank my mom. I'll jump on that bandwagon for driving <laughs> me everywhere. It's definitely a lot of driving, a lot of gas money. Yeah. You done? <laughs> Nick? I would like to thank John, Rhett, and Charlie for putting up with me. Uh, uh, what about you know Jeremy? What? It's Come not on. okay. Oh, Jeremy. you know, it's kind of hard because I was like looking down the line and Jeremy's not there. Yes, I would also who, who, like to thank Jeremy? Jeremy too. Who's Jeremy? <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy? go on. Go on. Uh, and I would like to also like thank every single fan that's been supporting Paralysis and huge. putting up with everything that Paralysis does. And I'd like to also like thank the... A lot of the local bands that have been very supportive of Paralysis, such as um, Xenophile. I was going to say Xenophile. Xenophile. Shout out to anybody if they are listening from Xenophile. Dawn Patrol from Memphis, Tennessee, if I got that correctly. Condition Sick Critical. Mind, Condition Critical, Zero Gravity. Um, right. And who else? There has to be other people. Rorg, Ego Kill. Uh Midnight Hellion. Midnight Hellion. Yes, as we Generation said Kill. Generation Kill. Mike Sanders from Toxic. Toxic. Toxic in general. Yeah, well. Oh, all of the people in Toxic. Yeah, all the. Well, <clears throat> I'd like to also give a shout out to Michelle from uh, Champs because she's really taken us under her wing and helped us out. Yeah, uh, I would also like to give a particular shout out to Tony Portaro from Whiplash because he's he's been cool too as well. Um, oh, Glenn Evans. Glenn Evans, absolutely I'd for like to give a shout out to being Glenn a cool Evans guy and for being a cool guy and recording. What's that? Attention Matthew recording. Drexler. Matthew Drexler and yes. Kevin Shanley. Yes. Can't forget them. Those yes, guys are awesome. Such a great we love and them. Please, if you also like need artwork for anything that you Go have to, to do, Kevin. you Go need to, to talk to Kevin Shanley. And I will spell that out. S-H-A-N-L-E-Y. <laughs> and if you notice from John's mistake, it's it should look nothing and sound nothing like Kevin Stanley. <laughs> Thanks oh. to all those people. Thanks and uh Matt, in particular, for letting me borrow his Mesa because I have a not-so-good solid-state amp. And he that let me borrow. Great. It does. It sounds amazing. Yes. And I thank you for letting me use that at Toxic and continue to use it at practice. I thank you very much. And I'd like to also thank Nick Perkel for letting us yes, on the radio. Yes, thank you for letting us And on John here. would also like to thank Dave Mustaine from Megadeth for making him pick up guitar. <laughs> and I would like to thank Ronald McDonald for making me the person I today. I would like to today. thank Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, okay. And John Joseph. And John Joseph of the Cro-Mags. John Lennon. John Lennon. Right. And I would like to thank... And President Susan Cole for allowing on, this station speak. to continue. 
I'd also like Just to kidding. thank Cactus Pete's and Heidi Joe's Beef Jerky. Um, they're really <laughs> awesome. Also, Fat Burger, In and Out, and also the Burger Kings that are in Texas and California. Not the Burger Kings around here because they don't have the rodeo burger, but the Burger I heard Kings about that. that have the rodeo oh, yeah. burger. And also, John, I'd like uh, to give the love out to them. Yeah, John would also like to thank Jackson Guitars. <laughs> I'd like to thank any source of equipment I use. Too. I don't oh, feel yeah, like and Wolf name. Chili from Texas. Oh, yeah, and Briar's Ice Cream. Can't yeah. forget about that. And I guess um, and beyond that, um, when can fans expect to be able to buy this new EP you're working on? Um, Well, soon. the big question is, yes, soon. soon. Um, I'm hoping to Ball get it out. Estimate. Um, end of May. End of May, yeah, end of May, maybe early, early, early June. Wouldn't it be brilliant, though, if you could have, like, a dual release party with Rorg? That would be really cool. That would be great. And also, if we <laughs> kind of deviate from the path that we set for being at the end of May, we apologize. Please don't shoot us. Yes. We're going to try to get it out because, trust me, just as much as a lot of people want it out, Paralysis wants it out just as much. Maybe Oh, even I want it out so bad. Yeah, Absolutely. John wants it out pretty badly. But don't forget also to check out Paralysis on Facebook at... Facebook.com slash Paralysis NJ. P-A-R-A-L-Y-S-I-S-N-J. Because none of you heard what I said before. Because you want to know something? <laughs> no, because you want to. I went to Rex Brown once at a signing, and he didn't know how to spell paralysis. That's great. That's he's great. so... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, he's on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He sure is. <clears throat> but he's lived a wonderful and crazy life. He has. Pantera. Down. Down. Yes. I'm going to see them in Kill May. Devil Hill? He's in Kill Devil Hill, right? Yeah, he's in Kill Devil Hill. But, I mean, I've seen a lot of down shows. Um, first down show I saw was O2 OzFest. That was the first OzFest I went to, and um, pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to see down. I mean, um, just, I really wish um, Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity could get back with those guys and do an album just because, like, He's so talented, but it's just like, I just wish Corrosion and him would, would do more music together. I know he's that gone on awesome. record about, like, not having any fights or anything with them. But, I mean, like, Down is just such a busy-type project that, um, I mean, although I just I just wish Superjoint Ritual could have lasted longer. Because that was a really, that was, really that's, fun project. That's cool. They're a great band, yes. Like, um, <clears throat> I got to see two of their live shows, and I mean... That was nuts. It really was. Um, you've seen uh, you've seen Pantera, haven't you? No, no. I've seen Down, yeah. and I've seen a, a bunch of times Down, and also Super Joint Ritual twice. I never got to see Pantera. Did you see Damage Plan? I saw Damage Plan actually four days before mm. Dimebag got shot. Whoa! Oh, wow. That was at uh, the Where? Starland Ballroom. Really? Oh, wow. Um, like uh, I remember Dimebag Daryl was just like <clears throat> messing with the guys in Shadows play. <laughs> and just pranking them and stuff like that. Pretty much that's all I really can remember. Um, wow. It was just really crazy because it's just like I was saying to people, oh, you know, I got to see Dimebag. And then like three or four days later, it's like, wow, if I had gone to that show in Ohio, I probably wouldn't be here. So yeah, it's a crazy. pretty wild situation. But I mean, um, you go to enough concerts, just like you'll eventually um, – run into situations where sometimes they're not the safest but also too you get to see certain points and certain people that 
if he didn't go to those particular shows, he'd never have gotten the chance. Yeah, definitely. Um, so definitely. go to as many shows as you can. Yes. Yes. Go to local shows. And you know, all yeah, all the bands appreciate it, and don't say you'll catch the next one because you won't. Yeah, go to all of them. Because a lot of people have been saying that about Guar now. Yep. Rest in peace, however you pronounce his name. Dave Brocky. <laughs> Dave Brocky. Yep. That's the way to yes. say it. Yeah, and John was particularly crushed a little bit. Not crushed, but it was. You were like, I wish I could have saw Guar. Yeah, I do. Everyone I feels that way when someone dies. Yeah, that's but, for a band that you look up to. But that was to. a band that I really did want to actually see. They were. Yeah, it was always spe- pretty crazy season. Especially like. that stage show. Didn't that happen on April Fool's Day? Which is why everyone thought it was a joke. No, no, like um, like like the when it got out to the media, wasn't that on April Fool's and everyone thought it was a joke at first? No, no, I think it it was like March twenty second or twenty fifth or something like that. Because I I remember talking about that on my March twenty eighth show. Okay. And somebody else was talking about that on their on that Tuesday before March twenty eighth, so that would have been like I think it was he died on a Sunday. And I think it was the twenty third or the twenty second or the twenty first. But he he died in March. Without further ado, I guess um let's call it a night. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.